Welcome to The Concierge CPA. I'm Jackie Meyer, founder of The Concierge Accountant Program and Tax Plan IQ software. This is a podcast for accounting firm owners and influencers who are pursuing world-class service. We discuss their path to excellence, their daily habits, and what influences them and their work. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around till the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Today I have uh, the wonderful Corinne Woodard with me, and she found the podcast through my Facebook group, Accounting Firm Influencers. So make sure and join us there if you're not already a part of that awesome group. Do you like that group too? I love that group. It's like one of my favorite things that actually gets me through tax season. Yay, that's what I like to hear. So Corinne is a CPA with, I'm going to call it AAA tax because the full name is very long. (laughs) But what really intrigued me about her is her mission, which is on her LinkedIn page, the mission to change the way people feel about taxes. And I have a very similar mission and I I work on it almost on a weekly basis. And right now the, the short phrase is, to um, find the biggest ROI in taxes for not only for taxpayers, but tax practitioners as well. Um, But there's something about adding joy in there. I I haven't quite figured out joy and ROI or ROI and joy, something like that. But yeah, um, I think we're going to be besties. That's for sure. Um, Before we dive in, yeah, with a bunch of questions, tell us a little bit more about you. Ah. Thanks for asking. Um, so I've been on this accounting journey for like the last 15 years. Um, I started as a bookkeeper, uh, in real estate development and kind of worked my way up the ranks, so to speak, became a staff accountant, went into public accounting, um, public accounting opened up so many doors for me. I was an a financial auditor and also did some tax write-ups and tax work. Um, went on to work for one of the big four before I joined my dad full-time last year. The AAA Tax is the firm that my father opened in 1988 in our basement in my childhood wow. home. So I grew up watching his clients come in through the front door, go down the stairs to the basement and meet with him. And then there was a lot of him like yelling at us to stop, yell, you know, playing and stuff and um, it was fun, but it was like a family. Do you work from home now or? I, we do. We, okay. uh, we are still a fully remote firm after all these years. Um, and it works for us now with all the technology that's available. It makes it a lot easier. For sure. So we don't yeah, have that's people a- like coming in, walking through the house to go to the basement anymore. As well. Right. That's a big change from the 80s and 90s to what we have now, for sure. So you joined your father's firm in 2021 and you came from, mm-hmm. did it happen to be Deloitte, like where I went? I was not at Deloitte. I was actually at KPMG and then I did a brief stint at a boutique firm before joining my dad. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we probably have kind of similar paths. And oh. where are you located? I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. I didn't 
Hey, where are you located? I'm in a suburb of Dallas, Texas called South Lake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm familiar with South Lake. I've got really? family in that area. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, come see me next time you're in the area for sure. Yeah. Now I went to your website, CorinneWooder.com, C-O-R-R-I-N-W-O-O-D-A-R-D.com. And I saw something pretty spectacular that got me super jazzed up. And it is the fact that you are offering a boot camp or workshop of some sort or mastermind, you know, whatever we want to call it, to bookkeepers to add tax preparation into their practices, which is fabulous. And this is not just like, here's how to sell tax prep. It's mm -hmm. how to do the nitty gritty technical of 1040 with a schedule C. And then what did you say? An S corp return as well? Yes. S corp returns. Yep. So what inspired you to do that? And I'm just so jazzed because I don't, I think we really, really need more of this kind of stuff in our industry. Yeah. So I was struggling to hire for my firm. Uh, we have hundreds of clients and for the most part, it's my father and I, the two CPAs, and some part-time clerks. So I, I was on a mission to hire my, my first full-time person because we've gotten to that point, and it's been impossible to hire. Um, so I figured, I was a bookkeeper once, and I kind of get the pet, like how, you know, I was ready to move up after a couple of years. So I figured, why not train bookkeepers on how to prepare taxes for their clients. And I'm hoping that some of my best students will come aboard as apprentice through next tax season and stay with us full time. But it's also a path for other CPAs to potentially be able to find the talent that they can't find in this marketplace for their tax practices. Um, and we all, I know a lot of us talk in your Facebook group about our struggles trying to hire mm -hmm. <laughs> or um, how we're going to offload those more simple returns that are taking up our time so that we can up-level ourselves to do tax planning and other um, you know, things that come next <laughs> for us. So yeah. that was how I came up with it. And I'm finding that the demand is incredible. We launched our first nine seats yesterday and they sold out within a few hours. So I had to open more seats today and we are going to be at capacity for our first, our first season, but that's a great problem to have. Um, yes. We'll be able to refine the curriculum and offer an, an advanced level class next year, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. So we're actually in our second six month program of our tax planning masterclass. And um, it is, a, there's a lot of learning involved. And, um, but it's the people that get in, in the very first group tend to get the coolest experience because it's just raw. It's like what you like spent all day and night crafting. Um, it's like your baby, right? Yes. I mean, I've been waking up to this course and like falling asleep with it on my lap at night. It, but because it's so important, I just don't want to put it down until it's ready to go. And we are there. We're ready. And we have only a few weeks to launch because we want to make sure that these first cohort of students are ready. They have their PTIN, they have their EFIN, and they get how to deliver a tax preparation engagement 
before the end of December. They're going to actually go through. This is the cool thing about my course. I think there's only one other course that I've seen anywhere that's teaching bookkeepers tax prep. My course offers a simulated tax return exercise. That yes, I love that. Yes, so they actually have to sit with me and present the tax returns to me while I pretend to be like the worst client on the planet. So <laughs> they really get to see what it's like before they jump into doing it. And then I'm there with them throughout their first tax season to offer support and advice and answer questions. One of the things I am teaching them in this course is to know their limits and understand when they need to refer off to a CPA, EA, or tax attorney, because they're not gonna be authorized to represent in front of the IRS they're just going to be authorized to prepare the tax returns. Right, right. Okay, so pretty much we, any firm could send any accountant they want to your program and hopefully you wouldn't poach them. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're already but, I mean, working for somebody. I'm not going to try to poach them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, there's, I guess we're, everyone's having that staffing struggle and we mm -hmm. all need that experience. And this is a way to really kind of certify that someone has that baseline experience and you can be such an amazing referral for them too. Yes. I, I mean, th I think, I mean, just in, just in talking to bookkeepers, doing market research and figuring out what they need for this course, um, I've come across a lot of bookkeepers that are not ready to offer tax services yet. So the other side of this is a referral service for bookkeepers. So mm -hmm. I would love to be able to collect CPA contact information, make connections, and be able to send referrals to you when we're either at capacity or they're not a good fit for our firm. Um, so that's the other side of what kind of unexpected dividends are being paid through this activity of building this course. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I need to get you connected with my prior guest, uh, Tatiana uh, Sawyer. She's doing this for learn teaching people how to do bookkeeping. You're oh, teaching nice. the tax prep, and then I've got the planning side. And so we're just this amazing uh, female amazing. domination package <laughs> right here. I love it. This um, is great. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so, you know, you talked a little bit about some challenges that you've had as, you know, you've joined your father's firm and staffing issues. Is there a particular challenge that you've had in your career and that you've kind of learned a life lesson from and overcome and you think you can like really share some good advice about? Um, that's a doozy of a question because yeah. <laughs> Especially in, if, if you've been through the ringer in public accounting, like that first tax season is like, what did I do to myself? Why did yeah. I get in the field? But then it gets better as you learn how to navigate the work, the work-life balance. I think the number one lesson I am still learning today is when to ask for help. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And for me, it's, um, an extra challenge because in my father's firm, it's mostly been him doing most of the work for the last 30 years. So I also have him in my ear saying like, do you really need to hire somebody to help you with that? Or do you really need to outsource that piece of the business? And the answer is yes, in most cases, because I am one human being 
trying to prepare hundreds of tax returns, market my firm, do onboarding for new clients, bookkeeping, and train all these bookkeepers. So outsource things when you can and, and ask for help when you can. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great advice. I think you can't really hear that enough. Um, I remember my very first staff hire in my firm at Meyer Tax, and I was so nervous about the cost of somebody and having to be like their source of income and Yes. I should have done it like, I should have done it like three years before that. So we all wait until we're at like 200% capacity and so burned Mm -hmm. out. And then it takes six months plus to find somebody at this point, if not more. Yes. Um, I've been trying to hire since May. Um, We've had candidates, but it's a trickle. It's a trickle through the traditional hiring stream. So my hope is this Bookkeeper Academy will unlock some new candidates for the CPA and EI community who needs tax repairs. Um, and I'm also, I've also, you know, stumbled across a few bookkeepers in my sales calls and my marketing efforts that are looking for employment. They wanted to talk to me because they were looking for employment, not necessarily because they wanted to learn how to do taxes. So cool. It's, they're out there and they're eager for the business and, and, and the work. Um, we're just bringing the knowledge and the skills to them so that they can serve our community. And sure. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Okay. So another maybe big hitter question, but I like to just get into it. Um, what's something that you think or that you know that you do exceptionally well and feel free to brag uh, in your work? And how can that help our listeners to kind of inspire them? Something I do exceptionally well. Um, I think I come to the to the management of my firm as a, with a CEO hat on. So I'm not, I'm constantly reminding myself that if I get too far in the weeds, it's not going to benefit the business. So looking, being able to connect the details with the high level mission of the firm and figuring out when we need to scale. I think that's been the biggest asset I've brought to this firm since I joined. Um, and something I learned through 15 years of working in professional services before coming here. Um, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I know my dad could have used the full-time help last year, but I was, you know, needing to learn those lessons out in the world in, in public accounting. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I was just, you know, I'm every day I, right now, I feel like I'm struggling with the CEO hat, not in my CPA firm per se, but with the tax planning software, tax plan IQ that I created, it is a whole different wild animal. And it makes me wonder to myself, I literally was thinking last night, how did I run a successful CPA firm as the founder and CEO for 12 years? And I just feel so like, it's just so over my head, all the stuff that comes with a new startup business. But, you know, it's a startup business, right? We had to do work our butts off in the past to like get things to where they need to get today. And so you're still kind of in those trenches of like taking things over from your dad and whatnot. Um, yes. And it's a lot of work, right? 
Yeah, I was going to say you probably don't remember, or maybe you blocked it out, but you went through, you probably went through this struggle when you first started your firm. Yeah. 12 years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm now spoiled. I'm again. spoiled rotten. And I'm like, why can't other people do these things for me? Why do I have to be involved with every single thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, but it's worth it. And yeah. um, I love what you said about having that kind of internal turmoil about hiring your first person, because I was just talking to one of my assistants this morning about this, that um, bringing someone full on full time is like a responsibility because now I am responsible for making sure that this firm earns enough revenue to pay their salary. Yeah. That person is dependent on our firm to make their living. So it is a lot of stress and, but it's, worthwhile when you're able to give somebody a meaningful career and where they feel valued and they can be their whole self when they come to work. Sure. And your purpose as a, you know, CEO and whatnot, it completely shifts from excellent client service. Like it's all about the client to actually like supporting your team, like your family. Right. And it's like, just totally day and night, the way that you have to take care of both of those aspects. Yes, exactly. So my missions, and I was like this when I was um, working in other firms, my mission was always to train the next person for whatever role I was doing. So I can support them in their learning, in their growth, in their career. And then I can also level up. So uh, we were talking about you know, my goal is to personally level up to do more tax planning because I love it. Um, but I have to hire those full-time tax preparers so that I'm not bogged down too much in tax preparation so I can actually do the tax planning. <laughs> right. I really like what you just said about, I probably am going to butcher it, but you said something like you're always training the next person up for your role. That is such an amazing way to think of it. Like you're really that coach versus just telling people what to do. It is so important to ask them to come up with their own ideas um, and like be able to make these big decisions like you're making every day, right? Exactly. And being vulnerable with them where it's appropriate because I remember working in one of the firms I used to work for, multiple of the firms that I worked for, where I felt like I'm never going to be as calm and cool and collected and all together as this person, that, like the partner usually, they've got it all together. How do they keep this all together? And I'm, the fact is you have to be a little bit vulnerable because mm-hmm. we're all kind of a hot mess sometimes. And oh yeah. <laughs> our employees sometimes need to hear that, that like, I'm not always cool polished and collected, I have days where I struggle with things. For sure. But it's how you get back up after the struggle and move on is really, is really the key. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't necessarily, we don't share all of our daily struggles, but I just literally apologized to my team in our last team meeting. I was like, I, we have a big change going on with Meyer tax right now. And, um, I have been grumpy about it and Mm -hmm. focusing on the negative side versus like all the positives that come with it. And so I was like, I finally like, you know, got my head together and I'm like, this is not good for the team. Like I thought the team morale was bad, but 
it's me. I'm the one that's bringing everyone down. So I'm like, I really am sorry. And I'm just trying every day to be a better leader to everybody here because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's vulnerability at its best. Like, yeah. And I, just I, I remember at you. Holding, holding the partners in like, as if they were like some untouchable being that mm-hmm. was so perfect. And when I finally found a few that would be vulnerable with me about their journey and like their self-doubts as they were growing as a leader. That's when I was able to actually start leveling up and realizing that I shouldn't be so angry at myself for not being able to be cool and collected all the time. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, And they just stare at you. And so you don't really know if it sinks in, but then they'll say something a few days later and you're like, oh, okay, this did get through to them. And, you know, (laughs) I think we're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So normally I I have like so many other questions for you, but I kind of want to refocus on what you mentioned about, uh, switching more of your focus in your practice from tax preparation to tax planning. And this is the, forgive me. I always say the wrong words after having children, the quandary of, of the, of everybody, right. Is like, Oh, okay, good. I have to give a disclaimer all the time. Like I'm probably not going to say words, right? Um, So yeah, this is the quandary is how do you get out of that rat race of compliance and the volume and get more into providing more value to every single client that you touch? And unfortunately, at the end of the day, most of the time that means you might have to let go of some of those babies of yours. Um, you're just not bringing the ROI or you're just not the best fit personality wise. There's all kinds of reasons that maybe, um, you shouldn't be hanging on to some of those, those people. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's a big decision. You'll probably have to come to ahead, um, sooner than later, but I promise you, you know, my coaching students, I, I teach them all about this. I sold half of my practice back in 2016. I'm actually going through a huge merger right now with my oh, wow. Um, yeah, so, um, it, it works. It's okay. It'll be okay. And the clients, you know, maybe one or two will get a little huffy fussy with you, but (laughs) in the end you're doing what's best for them and what's best for you. And then you can just really bring things to the next level and bring that ROI to the clients that you know, that you can focus in on. So I'm so excited for you to be able to go down that path. Yes. I, I can't wait. Cause I just absolutely love when I can save, I do tax planning now. I just don't have the capacity to do as much of it as I want. Right. It just, I love it when I can save somebody two or three times their investment in my service. It's like a win-win for everybody. They get money back or they get a better tax position than they ever thought was possible. And I'm earning a more premium fee that's more aligned with my skill set. Right. And the value that I'm bringing. Exactly. And that fee should not scare people because that premium fee is what's allowing you to dedicate that extra time. And it's allowing the client to get that three times, four times ROI. So you have to think about it like that. And not that you're like, you know, um, scamming them or something because you value price or charge higher rates. Right. Right. Exactly. Value price is so, is is like my jam. That's how I want to price everything. It's not about the, 
I know a lot of clients come to us and ask us, well, how many hours is it going to take you? Why is it so, you know, why is that investment in the tax plan strategy so, so much? It's not about the time. I'm saving you $20,000. So think about the value of that savings Mm -hmm. to you. Um, Think about the value of being able to sleep sounder at night, knowing that your tax obligations are taken care of and you're not going to get a knock on the door from an IRS agent, which is apparently happening. They're just like showing up at people's houses now. Oh, geez. (laughs) With their guns. (laughs) We won't get into that. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I was coaching someone yesterday and we were, I was looking at some of their tax plans and tax plan IQ. And within like five minutes, we determined that they could be charging about four times as much per client and they could be doing more for each client. So they already have a really nice niche. They charge a flat $4,000 fee per tax plan that they do, but they don't actually follow up to implement the plan. And the follow-up is not actually that difficult, but it really relieves so much pressure off the clients. And so we're working through this game plan of like, hey, let's actually value price the, that $100,000 of tax savings that you're finding for these clients, quadruple your rate, but still be able to actually implement because the clients are not going to self-implement. And so they're not going to get that savings without you, right? Right. I think that's the important part. Um, if we're not helping our clients stay accountable for implementing the plan or helping them implement, a lot of times it just doesn't happen. So that, for for your example, that $4,000 investment was an exercise in them learning how they could save on their taxes, but they never actually got the savings. My, my tax planning program is actually, we call it tax concierge. Um, it's a quarterly program. So this is the only way we do it. You um, sign up, get your tax plan. We talk about what is needed to implement it. And then we meet with our clients at least quarterly to check in on progress and connect them to um, whatever resources they might need to finish implementation if we're not doing it for them. So I think that's an important part that you're touching on, like that keeping your client's accountability to actually get the savings that you're promising them. For sure, for sure. And it's just so interesting because every practice has these things that they do exceptionally well. That's kind of why I asked that that question yeah. in the podcast interview. But then there's also these like blind spots that you really just need someone else to be like, hey, I think there's something else here, right? And so keep mm-hmm. pushing and growing. That's why I think coaching is so important personally. Yeah. Um, Now, is there anything else as we wrap up? I want to, first of all, ask how listeners should contact you after this. Yeah, listeners who want to contact me can go to AAA, or sorry, AAAccountingandtaxes.com. So it's AAaccountingandtaxes.com. That is our firm's main website. We have a um, contact us tab. So if you send us a message through there, that's the best way to get hold of us. You can also schedule a meeting on that page. Perfect. Half an hour meeting. Okay, awesome. And then um, is there anything else that you'd like to share today or want our listeners to know? Oh, you're full of really good questions today. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I mean, I came here with an open mind and I, I really just enjoy connecting with you. I think that's maybe what I want people to come away with is that the CPA community, we can help each other. We're not, we don't have to be competing with each other. There's enough clients and enough business to go around and we can help each other learn new skills or for clients to each other, whatever it is. We're just commiserate on how frustrating it is to not be able to get through to the IRS ever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's a great point. I love that. Um, and last question, what do you think your purpose in life is? <laughs> not, not to be too deep, but tell me kind of a cliff note version of what you think that purpose might be. Hmm, I did a little bit of like, um, vision boarding over the pandemic when I was stuck at home and, what I really came out with was my mission is to use my superpowers to help other people in the best way. And right now I'm using that superpower of mentoring and teaching people to help bookkeepers learn how to do taxes, thereby hopefully helping my entire community of CPAs and EAs that need help. <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Corinne. It, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and I'd love to stay in touch. All right. Thank you for listening to the Concierge CPA hosted by Tax Plan IQ. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. If you are a successful accounting firm owner or influencer who would like to be on this program, please visit JackieMeyerCPA.com, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-C-P-A.com to apply. Please share this on social media and rate us so we can continue our good work. Join our Facebook group called Accounting Firm Influencers or connect with me on most platforms under Jackie Meyer CPA. Thanks for being accountable to transforming our industry today. Thank you.